You're listening to Cortez Radio, CKTZ, 89.5 FM. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also listen to on the web at cortezcurrents.ca. British Columbia is considering whether to defer logging on 2.6 million hectares of the province's most at-risk old-growth forests. This announcement came the day after Canada joined 123 other nations in a joint declaration to reverse forest loss and land degradation by 2030. Instead, they promised to conserve forests and other terrestrial ecosystems and accelerate their restoration. Katrina Conway, Ministry of Forests, Lands, Natural Resource Operations and Rural Development, said, quote, we're committed to working in partnership with First Nations to make sure we get this right and to supporting workers and communities as we develop a sustainable approach to managing BC's old-growth forests, unquote. First Nations have been given 30 days to decide whether they support the deferments and offered up to $12.7 million over three years to help them in the transitional period. The provincial government estimates that it could cost 4,500 jobs if they go forward with the deferments. Industry claims the numbers could be much higher. Those are the headlines. Speaking as an individual, rather than vice president of the Cortez Community Forest Cooperative, David Chipway's response to news of the proposed deferment was, quote, it's essential and long overdue, unquote. The statistics reported on the Truck Loggers Association website are much different than those supplied by the provincial government. This discrepancy could be explained by the statement, quote, there's an abundance of misinformation about the size of old-growth forests and what we're actually logging versus what is protected, unquote. The Truck Loggers Association claims there are 13.7 million hectares of old growth in the province, 72% of which will never be logged. It's either in parks or protected areas. They also state that as three trees are planted for everyone that is harvested, there will eventually be no need to cut old growth. Quote, old growth harvesting will carry on into the future, and the transition to harvesting a higher proportion of second growth trees will continue until we eventually fully harvest second growth. Unquote. Cortez Currents asked two well-known members of the province's environmental community for their analysis of the government announcement. Jens Wheating of Sierra Club BC gives a breakdown of the numbers. Today's announcement was very significant because for the first time the BC government endorsed science-based information that shows that we have an ecological emergency looking at old growth in BC the new information shows that there's less old growth remaining in BC than previously reported, about 11 million hectares. That's just about 20% of BC's total forest. And the members of the technical advisory panel identified that about two-thirds that's uh, 7.6 million hectares are at-risk old-growth forests. Those are the last old-growth forests with big trees, uh, with uh, rare ecosystems that have just a few percentage points left, and particularly old stands of old-growth forests. And of those, 
5 million hectares are unprotected. And to be really clear about next steps, the starting point, they mapped those forests that they believe need immediate deferrals, 2.6 million hectares. That's a little more than half of the at-risk old growth forests. And the BC government was pretty clear about the intentions to implement deferrals for these 2.6 million hectares, but short on details. Torrance Cost of the Wilderness Committee added, What's good is that for the first time we have the government basically breaking down old growth inventory based on science. In the past, they've just lumped all old forests together and inflated the amount of of actual iconic giant tree old growth forests. This analysis is put together by leading experts in the field of forest ecology, and it reflects what's happening on the ground. That is encouraging. The recognition that at-risk old growth needs to be deferred and the intention, the stated intention to defer 2.6 million hectares of it, also encouraging. But that's where we get to what's bad, you know, intentions, acknowledgements, these things don't stop chainsaws. And without any uh, immediate action, forests are still going to fall, forests are still at risk. And the government's stated goal of protecting old growth forests and, and undertaking a paradigm shift remains in serious jeopardy. We have significant uncertainty in terms of next step. The old growth panel recommended deferral of at-risk old growth. They didn't do that for fun. The original old growth panel was were both professional foresters with decades of experience in the industry. And they recommended at-risk old growth be deferred to prevent irreversible loss of biodiversity. That's not a light statement from two foresters with experience in the industry. They wouldn't have said that if it wasn't required, and they wouldn't have said that that would be the consequence if if it wouldn't. And so we wanted to see the government come out and defer everything and compensate First Nations for any lost revenue. The principle that the government is leaning on, it's not flawed in itself. It's just that it's inconsistent. And, And here's why. The government has said that it won't move forward with any deferrals without agreement from First Nations. That's a good standard, but it's a double standard because it's not what is applied to logging. Logging companies have to consult with nations. They have to inform First Nations of their plans and they have to ask nations what they think of their logging, but they don't have to wait for a yes to move ahead with the logging. And so to apply that standard to conservation, but not to logging is is very, very frustrating. Allowing space for these communities to make their own decisions is our responsibility, not forcing ahead with pipelines or logging, depending on the situation. More broadly, though, I want to say that the position that First Nations communities are placed in economically is only one party's fault, and that's the province of British Columbia, the federal government as well. But the dispossession of First Nations, of their lands, of their resources, that's been done for 150 years by the province of British Columbia. And so for the government to essentially move the choice to, to protect old growth or not, something it promised to do to these communities that have had everything taken from them for so long, it's a frustrating move for sure. And especially in lieu of any benefits or any compensation, if the government promised to save old growth, 
And there's communities that are under a lot of pressure economically to move ahead with old growth logging. It's unfair to offer that choice without making the choice worthwhile. Compensation needs to be offered to offset any lost revenues that these deferrals will cause, because if a community, First Nations or non, has to choose between protecting old growth and losing money, that's not a fair choice after 150 years of, of colonization. Funding to make sure that Indigenous nations and forestry workers will be supported through the transition. And that appears crucial. After decades of industrial clear-cutting on unceded Indigenous lands, it's paramount to offer funding to make sure that the nations can implement Indigenous-led conservation solutions. We have an international trend towards uh, Indigenous protected and conserved areas, modern land use designations that respect Indigenous jurisdiction, and it requires funding. We, we know, based on lessons learned in the Great Bahrain Forest, that uh, deferrals can be used to allow time for governments to have these talks and identify all the elements of the solution, but we haven't seen it today. It's paramount to do this quickly without these additional steps. Today's announcement would be equivalent to adding tigers to the list of red listed species without ending the hunt. We need these steps to make this announcement a reality and there's very little time. We have also seen the international concern again and again. Yesterday, more than 100 uh, countries agreed on ending deforestation and uh, degradation of forests by 2030. This is a very significant part of international climate action. And there are few places on the planet that could contribute as much as British Columbia. There are few places with uh, old growth forests that are as rich in biodiversity and carbon storage, uh, rich in cultural values. And that's a real opportunity for, for BC to do our part, inspire action internationally, but it must happen now. Both ecosystems and the climate system have breaking points, and we are very close to these breaking points. There's another aspect to the situation, too. As of Monday, there were 1,157 arrests at Ferry Creek. Sounds about right, yeah. And they're still logging. Yeah, I think that highlights where the public is at. And I do this work full time and, and no one comes to me and says, Torrance, it would be really nice if we could see where the at-risk old growth is and, and see how fast we're losing it, <laughs> right? People want to see these the logging in, in these kinds of forests stop. And that's what explains why so many people are putting their safety and willing to risk arrest, putting their safety on the line at Ferry Creek is because this is a dire emergency and the stated intention to, to move towards old growth protection, that would have been a, an applaudable step for the Harcourt government, maybe in the early 90s. But in 2021, a year after the province promised to save old growth, we're, we're years into the climate and biodiversity crises. The time for action is now. The time for intentions has long passed. You've been listening to interviews with Jens Waiting of Sierra Club BC and Terence Cost of the Wilderness Committee as well as gleanings from the BC government press release, Truck Loggers Association website, and an email from Cortez Island resident David Chipway 
about the BC government's impending decision on whether to defer logging on 2.6 million hectares of the province's most at-risk old-growth forests.